Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Living Fear Free podcast. And today we are on episode seven of 30 in our series. I'm your host, Dee Price. And in this episode, we're going to explore how your imagination and words help to manifest your fears. So we've been talking about how our imagination plays a part in bringing either what we want or what we don't want into our lives. If we imagine what God said about us, then we bring what we want into our lives because he only wants good for us. If we imagine all the stuff that we see around us all the time, the diseases and um the poverty and all of the other things that the world shows us. And that's what we begin to manifest in our lives. But the choice is ours. If you remember in a previous episode, we talked about spiritual laws. And today we're going to look at the spiritual law that covers the words that we speak. When we look at Moses, God told Moses in Numbers 13 to pick 12 people, 12 guys, sent him to spy out the land that he was taking them to. He had, um, they called it the promised land. And so he was taking them uh, to a place that was filled with um, milk and honey. It was a land filled with milk and honey. That's what they called it. So. He picked 12 spies and they went and they spent 40 days there. He told them um, it's the season for the first ripe grapes. So bring back some of the fruit of the land. And so they went and they looked and they inspected and um, they cut back, cut down some fruit. Uh, But the fruit that they brought back, the grapes were huge. And the cluster of grapes they had to tie between two poles and It took two men to carry the grapes back. That's how big they were. So when they came back, they said, uh, we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwelt in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks. Then Caleb, it says, quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So he knew who his God was. He knew that they had a covenant with the one true living God. He remembered and saw all of the things that God had did in order to deliver them out of the hand of bondage. But verse 31 says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. So they're only looking at what they saw. Verse 32 says, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So they looked at the size of these men and said, we're grasshoppers in our own sight. And so they considered themselves grasshoppers in the sight of the Anak, 
the giants as well. That was in Numbers 13. Numbers 14 um, starts off and says, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. So they let what they saw. So, okay, let's get a picture of this. God sent 10 plagues. And no matter what the Egyptians did, they were not able to hang on and stop the stop Moses from delivering the Israelites according to God's plan out of the bondage that they were in. They had cried out for over 400 years to be delivered out of this bondage. And God sent Moses in order to do that. And they saw everything that he did. He, they did. I don't even want to go into it. He did a lot to deliver them. They saw everything. They get to this point where God says, I'm taking you into this land. And now all of a sudden they're going to get scared. When they were being delivered, they, the Lord led them to the Nile where they saw the waters part and they went through on dry land. And those that were chasing them were all swallowed up in the water. They couldn't catch them. Yet and still, they're going to let what they saw with their eyes stop them from taking the next step into what would have been the rest of their lives, a land, living in a land flowing with milk and honey, living the life that they had um, seen others live. So they're crying to the Lord and they're crying, sorry, they're crying to Moses talking about, oh, if only we had died in the wilderness. And if you go down, um, to verse 26 of Numbers 14, the Lord says, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my, spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness. So they were talking about and afraid that they were going to die in the wilderness. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what happened to them. If you go through scripture, you will see over and over that God says that we have what we say. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 talks about as a man's a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Well, what type of fruit does your mouth produce? Your mouth produces words. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So what the Bible is saying here is your death and your life are in the power of your tongue. Your stomach is satisfied with the fruit of what comes out of your mouth. So if you're constantly talking fear, if you're constantly talking about the things that you don't want, but that's what's coming out of your mouth, that's what you're imagining. That's what you're saying. That's what you're getting. We can never rise above the level of our confession. Death and life, my death and my life are in the power of my own tongue. You can't talk me into the grave, but if you notice when men and women get to a certain age, when they start reaching their 40s, they start talking themselves into the grave. They talk, start talking about the stuff they can't remember. I can't remember this and I can't remember that. And you know I'm getting old and you know I'm my hearing is going. And they're expecting 
their bodies to start giving out. God's word says in Genesis 6 that man's days shall be 120 years. Man's days shall be 120 years. He says, I will not strive with this generation forever. But we're supposed to live 120 years. When they talk about us living 70 or 80 years, um, they're talking about this generation here that that we just read about that fell in the wilderness because they were complaining because they were talking about, Oh, if you should, you should have left us in Egypt. Oh, had we died in the wilderness or had we died in Egypt? And God said, okay, as you've said in my hearing, that's what I'm going to do. But that was not his best for them. That's not what he wanted for them. He wanted to take them into the promised land, but they couldn't see beyond their fears. When we, only see those things that we don't want. When we only see those things that we fear, we are tying ourselves into those fears. I want to read to you, um, if I have time, let me just see if I have time. I want to read to you the story of, no, we're going to have to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Job. Tomorrow, we're going to look again at the relation and the correlation between what we say out of our mouths, what we imagine with our minds, and what we bring into our lives. It doesn't seem that um, they're tied together, but they are. And this is the reason why there's so many things that we as Christians are tying ourselves to that God doesn't, he never planned this for us. He delivered us from these things. He sent Jesus to deliver us, but we're only looking at the things we don't want. And because we're constantly looking at these things that we don't want, it's causing us to be afraid of these things and we're bringing them into our lives. We're tying ourselves to them. Tomorrow, we're going to look at Job um, or in the next episode, we're going to look at Job. Until then, this is Dee Price saying that you can live fear-free. You have a right to live fear-free. If you're a child of God, you have the right to live fear-free. It's just a matter of training yourself how to do that. And we're going to explore that more in these, in the rest of these podcasts. Until then, I'll see you soon. Bye.